the rebel you can find me on instagram my personal page is at k the rebel and you can also um follow the podcast page at tcbl podcasts if you need to email me have any questions um inquiries or like to do a collaboration my email address is this can't single letter b l-y-f-e at gmail.com wow these weeks are like going by uh, so fast, so I can't even remember technically when was the last time I recorded, but I think that it has been like two or three, probably more like uh, three weeks, and um, I know I had made a vow or whatever for 2020 that what podcasting, I was definitely going to be more consistent, which I have been, I probably have only missed maybe three episodes this year, but um, this time... um, My absence was well needed, I think, for me and just my mental health and just trying to process everything that's been going on around um, in the world. And although, you know, when you are a content creator, everybody just figures that you have a platform, which also means you have a voice and that you need to use your voice, especially when things like this are going on. But for me... I never want to get on the mic and just talk out my ass. Like, I have to figure out whatever I'm saying. What What is that going to do for me? Or what is it even going to do for my listeners? How will they be impacted? Um, I'm also not a bandwagon person. I'm not just going to hop on in the heat of moment of things. I'm kind of always been like a person that's been very observant. So just kind of like to sit back and pretty much, you know, see how things things pan out or or what happens before I just jump the gun and decide to speak on it. But um, just know that, you know, my absence was needed, you know, for me, for me personally. Thank you to those that even though I was gone, there have been people that were listening to old episodes. I noticed that that usually happens when I don't post. And I really appreciate that. I don't know if it's like new people who just kind of started maybe listening to me maybe a couple of episodes ago or maybe just this year and then maybe they take that time to go listen to old episodes when I don't post. Either way, I appreciate the support. Um, and this is why I do it and why I keep going. And um, in the midst of talking about, you know, podcasts and people keep doing it, I would like to take this time to give a special shout out to um, uh, Candice, who is the host of uh, The Vault with Shay's uh, podcast. Um, she's always consistently like tagging me and stuff. And I have been 
not getting on social media because it was becoming a little overwhelming for me. So I hadn't always been able to see stuff that she tagged me in, but I just appreciate, you know, with me being absent that, hey, at least somebody noticed or said something to me that was dope. Next, I guess I'm just going to go into like the way I've processed like the sequence of events while I have been absent and I haven't been posting anything. Um, I guess I kind of went absent around the time of the sequence of events, you know, with George Floyd when he was initially murdered, which was, I believe, shortly after everything had happened with Breonna Taylor. And I'm going to be completely honest and say that I had saw all of the Say Her Name posts and stuff about Breonna Taylor, but I never really got to know the full details of how she was murdered by the police until like George Floyd happened. And then it was like, that's all you were seeing was those two names. And you know, um, I was able to kind of do some research or see what was going on, what happened, what her case. And it was just like, wow, there was just so much fault, so much error that it's just, it's just disgusting. And um, I see that there are people, you know, still advocating for, you know, the officers to be arrested in connection with her murder. And it's just sad that it's fallen on deaf ears. Um, I saw, you know, that Beyonce even um, penned an open letter, you know, to the district attorneys or the police department in Louisville on Kentucky on behalf of the family, just doing what she can using her voice to see if maybe that will make a difference. Um, I don't think that it will not trying to be a negative Nancy. It's just like, if you just really take the time and pay attention to the way all these different things are, are unfolded. Like even with this, um, Rashad, a guy can't even remember his last name at the moment, but I said, I wasn't gonna watch any more videos, you know, of, of these, um, fucking assholes, pigs, whatever we want to call them these days, you know, taking people's lives effortlessly like it's just nothing to them but even when I watched his video and just seeing how polite he was how accountable he was and for them to just never read him his rights and just grab him and like oh yeah you're just arrested never explain anything to him he was already under the influence so you're not giving him a fair chance to react to the situation with a clear head anyways and just to shoot that man like that in the back to the ground like he was nothing it's like wow yeah this is this is really real it don't get no more fucking realer than this um then I know there was the looting and the protests um I'm just tell you real quick what's my stance on looting do what you gotta do um peaceful protest I don't really think that they they give people that wow factor or let you know that this ain't no game like or like those I think there's like a guy that walks around with a poster that just says like this is the last generation y'all fucked with or we are not our ancestors or whatever but essentially we kind of are our ancestors because the same things that we're fighting for in 2020 they was fighting for hundred or so years ago it's just sad that we are back here again um but yeah um I was very annoyed with celebrities that were speaking their piece about how they felt about the looting such as I think T.I. in the dream like 
that kind of stuff was annoying me, which was making me not want to be on social media. I'm the type of person, once I get triggered and my anger gets the best of me and then I start going on a rant, I'm like, okay, I need to remove the trigger in my environment, which was having my phone in my hand and scrolling through Instagram, like just stay off that shit. But yeah, it was just annoying all these people talking about their businesses when they're not even looking at the bigger picture. Like, let that shit go, okay? Please. Um, As far as the protests, um, I made note that I guess all 50 states participated in protests, uh, even obviously here in Massachusetts. Um, You know, uh, I don't see anything wrong with protesting as far as myself. Uh, That's not really the approach that I want to take, I guess, to combat racism or civil rights and things like that. Um, and the reason why um, I I wouldn't be out on the front lines doing that is I don't thrive well in environments like that. Um, I'm not going to tolerate disrespect from other people. Um, I don't do well with crowds like that. I get a little bit claustrophobic when I feel like people are in my personal space, just too many people around me. So yeah, protest testing just wouldn't be for me. Um, yeah, I, I'd rather sit that one out. And then, um, again, when I say I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't be the one to be able to handle, you know, being disrespected. Like that guy that got spit in his face. Well, he wasn't a guy. It was like a 17 or 18 year old kid. Got spit in his face by somebody white. Like, I don't even want to talk about like, how that would have played out for somebody like me. And it's like, I got two children at home. I got to raise, you know, like, I, I just, I'm not willing to go that hard for the movement. I'm just going to be real and just say that. Like, I, I can't. I, I'm i not even going to put myself in those in that type of predicament if I have control. Now, if it's something beyond my control, obviously, you know, I'm stopped by a police officer or things happen, then that's something different. But as far as being out on the front lines, no. Um, uh, next, I've been looking at, you know, things from uh, the legislative um, standpoint, you know, all these new protocols that these um, police departments are putting in place or these bans that the governors, you know, or whoever and people are passing. I'm not moved at all. Um because you can sit here and say that you're putting a ban on something and that people should not do something, but there needs to be follow-up. We never really, this is what I can't stand about people, and that's why I say I always sit back and pay attention. I get annoyed with some people, especially people of the black community, that be in the comments mad hype when they do something like that. Like, oh yeah, we put a ban on chokeholds. Yeah, that's right. Change is working. You're missing the plot twist. They're saying they put a ban on the chokeholds, but they're not telling you what they're going to do in case a police officer violates that or or the no-knock thing, the Brianna's law or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's very contradictory. So they screwed up when they entered her apartment with the no-knock warrant thing. You now are putting a ban on no-knock warrants, and you were excited about that, but then her, the three officers that are responsible for her death are still walking the street like, fuck out of here with that. Why are we impressed? I, I just don't get it. I know that I'm not. What we need to know is what are you going to do? Why can't you just put something cut and dry that, hey, if you are going to go and let's just say do the no-knock warrant and this is what's going to happen to you, you will be, um, you know, convicted or or a 
you know, to like five years in prison or something like that. Yeah, or it, you'll be charged. Yeah, it'll be charged as a felony and you could face up to five years in prison or something like that. You need to you need to show the follow-up of what's going to happen. I mean, because clearly they feel like they, they're always backed up on whatever we do. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to give the support. Oh, okay, if I do this, oh, I'll just be put on administrative leave, you know, with pay and, and stuff like that. Like, come on, there is no consequence. So, again, I'm not impressed by any of that. Um, the Black Lives Matter Plaza in D.C., um, and all the other different Black Lives Matter murals painted on the streets. I'm not moved. I'm sorry. Um, we could put as much paint as we want on the streets and the bloodshed is still on the same damn streets and the same damn concrete. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not moved by those murals. They're pretty. They're nice. I guess to get you a little picture if you happen to be traveling to those places. But again, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just not moved. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that the pandemic is taking a back seat. I mean, our whole world, our whole lives started changing and what we once knew is no longer a thing anymore. And now all of a sudden it's like the pandemic isn't really a big deal. Nobody's talking about it. Um, I remember when the pandemic started, every time you would log on, especially for Massachusetts local news, they would have like the numbers or the statistics of how many deaths or how many new um, people had tested positive for it. That's kind of gone away. I don't really see that anymore. We're reopening stuff. Um, I don't know. Um, I see New York is just doing the most. Um, and their governor, um, Cuomo, he's hilarious, by the way. Yeah, like, I'm going to have to shut this down. It's like, well, you should have known that. Well, all the millions, billions of people... In New York City, picture them practicing social distancing once you open it up. But I know he was saying he might shut it, shut them down again because their cases were spiking again. And I'm like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen here. Um, but even if it does, you know what? I've been living life this way for this long. What would be different? And then I'm also not in the business of getting too worked up over things I have no control over. I can't tell other motherfuckers to practice social distancing. I can't tell motherfuckers to wear a mask. I, you know, all I can do is do what I can to keep myself safe and my family safe. And that's that. Um, <laughs> even though this, I probably should have talked about this before, um, me getting on a topic of the pandemic taking a back seat that damn president of ours or whatever he is leader I, I don't even know but that looter if there's looters there'll be shooters comment and him bringing the whole national guard in like he is like so petty like he's the one person that throughout all of this I never let get me so outraged and the only reason is because he has never um, really promised us anything except that I guess he was going to make America great again. And his pompous ass really has thought that he has made America great again until the pandemic came and rained on his parade and fucked everything up. But it's just kind of like he's always been kind of racist. And I think that the only thing I could say that that his presidency has done is make other racist people feel more comfortable about, you know, displaying that they're just as racist as him. Um, that's what, what I see. Um, 
you know, and all this stuff about, you know, it's basically between him or Biden and all these people. Like, I ain't never voted before, like Snoop Dogg saying he ain't never voted before. This will be the first year that, you know, he feels like he has to vote, you know, to get him out of here. But I don't know. I'm not convinced, even if more people do show up at the polls, that um, he's going to lose to Biden. I don't know. I just don't feel like that. And the only reason why, and it's not that I'm trying to put negativity in the universe, is that the United States has a history of re-electing people that we supposedly hate. We hated Bush. He served eight years. They hated Obama. He served eight years. So what would make Trump any different? I, I don't know. I'm just not getting my hopes up high. I'm just going to kind of wake up every day and approach life the best way that I see fit. Um, all of the Karen videos, you know, all these Karens uh, that are around here and that are just starting shit. Some of them are just trolling and just mimicking each other. Then some of them really are just uh, low-life pieces of shit that are truly racist. And I even had to have my experience with a Karen at a Walmart um, two weeks ago. I know that there was a line to get into the Walmart. I went to the one out in um, Raynham because I was staying away from the other local ones that are closer to me because when they were being shut down for like Corona. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to those ones. Go farther out. Um, and of course, you got to stand in the line to get in the Walmart. And so then when we finally do get in, people are trying to get carts. But then, you know, people at the front trying to wipe their cart down before they start. So there started to be a little bit of a line. So here goes this, uh, here goes a Karen, of course, white lady talking about what the fuck is the holdup like, jeez, all of this to get, um, carts. So she's standing behind me and my grandmother. So I say to my grandmother, I was like, see, talking to people like that is how you get slapped. Like seriously. So then after that, um, Karen was with her daughter. So we walk into the Walmart and then, um. Karen's daughter goes, yeah, and she's, what's she talking about that somebody will get smacked? So I'm thinking, oh, 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 so you want to try me? You want to do this here? Okay, I got you. So I turn around to her and I was like, yeah, I said it. I said she would get slapped. I said, because who the fuck does she think she's talking to? I was like, she ain't going to talk about, oh, what the fuck is the holdup? Like, you don't talk to people like that. I don't care who, who they are. Don't talk to nobody like that. I was like, and I will not tolerate disrespect. Fuck out of here. And my grandma was just looking like, just waiting like, oh, this this is about to get ugly. And then after that, she was going to walk over towards me. And so I was like, I know this is not happening. If she gets in my personal space, I will floor the fuck out of this fucking, I guess she was probably like 50, 60-year-old lady. Like, I will floor this bitch. Like, with no, with no problem at all because I'm not going to tolerate disrespect. I wasn't tolerating disrespect from white motherfuckers. Before all of the, these race wars and all this stuff going on, and I ain't gonna start today. But luckily, her daughter grabbed her and was like, "Let's go, ma!" and redirected her and was like, "Yeah, you might want to." Like, I'm just, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't with people, and I will not, you know. And that was before this. Like, I had this energy before. I just don't speak on it, and I don't have to because I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. But um, yeah, the 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 Karens, uh, somebody needs to round them up and bring them all to like a, some type of meeting and just let them know that, put out the alert that you 
you might want to rethink your approach to things. Just like old girl in Arizona that slapped the fuck out of Karen. She needed to. You're walking in somebody's person. You disrespecting them, telling them to go back to their country and being rude. And then you're getting in their personal space. She needed to get fucking slapped. Like you're doing the most. And people can say that violence is not the answer. Well, sometimes it's just going to have to be. I think for every slap that somebody got to give another white person or something, that's another form of fucking reparations or payback for our ancestors that were slaves. And y'all used to whip them, you know, and shit like that. So, hey, it is what it is. To me, it's all fair. And I'm not talking about this like I have this big issue with white people but at the same time I do have a big issue with white folks that feel like they can just disrespect or 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 demean people you know of color I'm I'm never going to tolerate that ever in life or bow down to that to me you don't have to like anybody you could dislike people from any race but you need to respect once you start you could think whatever you want in your head about me or whatever, you could call me, I could walk by you and you could call me nigger in your head, that's fine, as long as I don't hear it come out your mouth, as long as you're not stepping to me on a rah-rah shit, then we're good. Um, next, moving on about all this, you know, supporting black-owned businesses, and I think when I did take like four or five days to not log on social media, my husband was telling me about the blackout Tuesday that happened and I mean I don't know how effective that was but by the time I got back I know people were criticizing it and all I gotta say is we're just not really uh consistent with things and um as far as supporting um black owned businesses I mean I think I think it's great but at at the same time I'm not gonna sit here and act like every single thing that I'm going to do is just going to be to be black um, and it's not because I don't want to. Um, there's certain businesses, okay, like for instance, somebody was like, oh yeah, support this black owned business, you know, somebody that has like a makeup line. And I went and I saw how much her foundation costs and I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick to using my same uh, Maybelline and uh, what the hell else is it? Um, and um, Elf or whatever that I find right down at Target. No disrespect, but... I, the foundation that I use, I feel like it works for me. It only costs me like seven bucks. I'm not paying $30 for that. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I understand it's black owned, but I'm just not. I'm gonna still stick to my budget and what I like. I don't feel the need that I have to go outside of it. Or me buying stuff from a black business doesn't really make my pro-blackness more official or whatever. I've been black for almost 35 years. Nothing or nobody can change that. I'm just going to say that. So, yeah, I'm not really on riding that wave about support black-owned businesses. Not doing it. Um, You can judge me by it, but I, I've never been the one to hop on this platform or whether you have a conversation with me face-to-face -face and be cap. I'm just not going to do that. Um, I've been doing my research, too, on, like, the whole Black Lives Matter organization, you know, seeing who really did start it and... You know, I guess it's three black um, women who did. And I see so many people are donating, you know, to B the Black Lives Matter organization. And just was on their site, just browsing around about, like, well, where does all this money go? Like, what do they do with it? And they claim that they do it um, just to, to, to run the Black Lives Matter campaign. And um, I have my own thoughts about that because I'm just like, okay, so... You need this much money to go to different states or to campaign 
or whatever. I see they're making their hoodies. They got their merchandise. So mm, I'm not sure. But um, I haven't donated to that movement and I don't intend on, on doing so. Um, next, I see the whole thing about defunding the police departments. I'm definitely in favor of that. Um, I do feel that there are some um, states, especially one of my own, where a lot of money does go towards our police officers and then we're lacking in other areas such as our school systems um, and things like that. Or housing is like a big issue um, here in Massachusetts. And um, I think we all know that Boston police officers be getting paid. I don't know what they get paid to do because you're definitely not fighting crime or, or decreasing the crime on the streets. Since this damn pandemic um, even started, the um, shootings and the murders has definitely increased, you know, in the greater Boston area. And I don't know what they're doing to solve murders. Boston police has never been known for really um, solving murders like that anyways. I don't know what they do. But, oh, let you be selling drugs or something. Ooh, they are sure going to do everything they do. Can kick kick your door down and raid the fuck out of you, which is uh, interesting. But um, I saw that um, Mayor Walsh, what did he take? 1% of the funding away from them. And that's not even a lot. Like, seriously, like, get out of here. Um, I don't know, but I'm definitely in favor of it. We're using all this money to pay them all this money and they don't even be doing shit. Like seriously, um, just going to be all the way 100. Uh, next, I guess I could talk about people on social media, you know, canceling other folks or dictating what people should or should not post. I've seen a few people like, oh, if you haven't posted about this, you haven't, you know, used your voice or used your platform. Oh, I'm unfollowing you. People are grown. It's their social media accounts. Stop trying to dictate what people need to or not to do. You don't know how this impacts anybody. Not everybody has to pour their heart out or be super emotional on social media. Like, relax, seriously. Or anybody who felt like that about me, I guess, because I took my time to post, well, I don't care. I don't care if you canceled me. I don't care if you unfollowed me. Motherfucker, I didn't even notice. Seriously. Like, move right along with that. Um, I'm also not in agreement that now I understand we're supposed to be sticking together throughout all of this or whatever. We should have been sticking together. And as far as like, oh, like this situation, like with B. Simone, how people are advocating for her. Oh, we don't need to tear another sister down and we need to, um, yeah, how are we going to cancel her right now while everything's going on? No, she needs to be canceled because she was arrogant. In the midst of all of this. And if her book that she was writing on some of her biggest supporters were people of color, black people. And then for you to sit there and be plagiarizing or not having your shit airtight and you thinking you're supposed to school us on how to become an entrepreneur, but you're taking shortcuts and being lazy and unprofessional with your shit. Who the fuck are you? They need to drag her ass for filth. To me, I'm a realist at the end of the day. We're not going to dismiss fucked up behavior just because of all the race wars and the civil rights movement and the protests going on. No. If somebody's doing something that's not right, you need to call them motherfuckers out on it. Period. I, I'm not I'm not with the, oh, we're not canceling people or whatever. Maybe we just need to change the, the, the wording around that. Maybe we shouldn't just... Be like, oh, yeah, this person is canceled. But if you need to drag them for some shit that they doing that ain't right, then yes, drag their ass. And she needed to be dragged because she's been being way too arrogant, 
been feeling herself and you don't even know what the fuck you're doing and posting that video trying to act like she's fake accountable and oh and I had a team of people and they dropped the ball which means I dropped the ball so you're basically saying you hire some regular people off the street to help you write <clears throat> aka plagiarize a book when what you needed to do is probably go actually talk to some authors that have made it and not have had any issues with plagiarizing maybe you need to speak to them or maybe you probably didn't want to take the money to pay those kind of people but I know now you wish that you had anyway um yeah so she can get get canceled and and I'm tired of Meek Mill talking can somebody just have him like every time he goes and tries to make a point it just it really annoys me and Maybe his girlfriend or mother or brother or sister, somebody can really have a talk with him about like being ignorant because he just goes on a rant and it's never well thought out and then it just turns into something else. He needs to be quiet. Um, that helps me roll into my next plan, which is, you know, seeing which um, celebrities, you know, have a voice through all this and which ones don't like. You know, seeing Beyonce do that, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's dope. Um, I love anytime Ice Cube um, has something to say about it, but that's because he's been doing this shit since, like, NWA. This ain't new to him, you know, but to see him come out and, you know, kind of, like, have a voice about it or whatever, I think that that's dope. Um, and then I noticed that this week, um, well, because it's Pride Month, you know, they're passing the laws, you know, or via or having Supreme Court rulings for tra transgender people in the workplace, you know, that they can't be discriminated against. And, um, <laughs> it's just crazy to me how, um, even the LGBTQ communities got way more rights than black people ever, ever have. And I'm just like, wow, it's kind of like, we got a whole lot of stuff going on right now. Um, Black men are still dying um, by hands of police officers being gunned down in the streets. But at the same time, let's not forget about the, you know, LGBTQ community or the transgenders and that they have to have rights in the in the workplace. They are not being disrespected in the workplace at the rate that black men are being killed or brutalized by police. Like, I'm sorry. Like, could we had like just waited on that? I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that should have been at the at the top of the list for priorities for Supreme Court rulings. That's just my opinion. I may get backlash for saying this, but whatever. That's that's what I feel, and I'm going to stand on that, period. Um, and I did notice uh, this increase of all these movies about race and stuff like that on Netflix and just all over the place. Everything's about about race. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Those are just my observations and some of my feelings about things that I have um, observed while I was on my hiatus. And now, I guess, for um, my final um, parting for this episode will just be, you know, how does all of this affect, affect me personally, affect Kay? And I think that lately I've been really taking the time to process, like, racism or just my feelings about, you know, racist people or you know, police and police brutality. And um, I've been in situations, you know, where people have, you know, disrespected me. Um, like, for instance, um, when I was pregnant with my son, 
I had a white guy when I was living in Arizona, yeah, call me a black bitch. And oh God, I tried to chase him down with my car. Of course, he was a punk. Corner him and he wouldn't get out the car. I don't know what I thought I was really going to do. I was just so angry. Um, it was very emotional for me. I mean, I wasn't, my husband wasn't with me at the time, but I was just prepared to take him on. It was kind of like a road rage thing. And then, yeah, that's how it resulted in him calling me that. And, um, that impacted me um, um, a lot, I would say, after that happened because it was just like that was the first time I've ever uh, experienced that, you know, uh, head on. And it was just like, wow, like this this really happened, you know, like this is how they really feel or whatever. But, you know, um, as far as police, you know, um, brutality. I've been in two situations. Um, one of them where I was um, involved in a physical altercation where police were called. And it's crazy because um, I was told to stop fighting, which I did. And the police officer who happened to be Hispanic takes me and like throws me to the ground. When I never resisted arrest, never did anything. When you said to stop fighting, I stopped fighting. If you were going to arrest me because Obviously, um, assault on assault and battery on somebody else is definitely a crime. Fine, you got that. But for him to take me and slam me to the ground and scrape my chin, and like I could feel instantly, you know how when you have an open wound. And so slam me to the ground, didn't even cuff me when I was on the ground, then kind of picked me back up mad rough. And so yeah, I swerved on him, punched him in his face. I'm gr grateful that um, the charges were dropped and that the judicial system was in my favor and I didn't get charged with that. But it's just crazy how I guess that's considered one of my own was one of the ones that um, treated me that way. And um, I don't know. I haven't thought about that in years. But, you know, seeing all these things happen or people thinking that sometimes women aren't impacted or don't know what it's like, you know, to be treated misfairly. By, by police. I definitely know what it's like. And then I think the second time I had to go through something was with the white cop like out in um, East Bridgewater. And he was like yelling in the car. He was upset with me because, you know, sometimes police officers or ambulance, they have the siren on, but not the sound. I mean, they have the lights flashing, but not the sound, which is retarded. So that happened. And I think I was like vibing to my music. So I wasn't even really looking in my rear view. And then by the time I noticed the cop was coming, I pulled over. It was kind of like last minute, but I didn't care him because he didn't have the noise on. So there was like a cop doing a detail, a white cop. And when I pulled up on him, he's like got closer to like the detail where they're doing construction. He was like, pull over right now. Just started yelling, being mad dramatic. And I was like, um, why are you pulling me over? And I actually had my daughter and my little brother in the car at the time. And so then he's like, when you see law enforcement coming through, you need to pull right over or do whatever. And so then I'm like, okay, I apologize. I didn't see them till the last minute. I was distracted. I had music going, you know, I'm sorry. So he's yelling, still yelling. At that point, I started blacking him out because for years I, I don't do well with disrespect. So I'm just sitting there just listening to him. But then my daughter starts crying because he's yelling like a maniac. And I said, you're making my daughter cry. If you're not giving me a ticket, I'm going to drive off. I said, you're being, you're yelling and you need to stop yelling. If you want to talk to me and get your point across, he started telling me I don't talk him how to talk and this, that, and the other. And you could tell this was like racially charged at this point because I don't understand why you're so upset. I was accountable, told you, yes, I did 
not pull over to the last minute or all this stuff, but you're still going on. You're still mad amp. And, um, after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to pull off. So I put my car in drive. He starts putting his hand in the window. Like he was going to grab me. I told him to get off, get off of me. He didn't. So I floored it just a little bit more. He kind of got, had to run and get dragged slightly with the car. Then he decided to let go. And I kept going. Um, probably about four weeks later, um, I got pulled over by like a lieutenant of East Bridgewater or a sergeant or somebody. And they asked me about the events that took place that day. And, um, he was like that. He actually had got a report that I tried to just run over the police officer and he found that hard to believe. But once I explained to him everything that happened that day, he took my statement and said he would be in contact with me. And I was funny through the grace of God, nothing ever came of that. And I don't know, but I'm just, it's just crazy to me that he had went back to the station or called them and told them that I tried to run him over, but never talked about it. And at least the sergeant or whatever was logical or the lieutenant and was like, I find it hard to believe that you would try to run over an officer if you take this road every day to bring your child to daycare. Cause my daughter was going to preschool at the um, East Bridgewater Y at the time. And I'm just like, you know, wow. But um, yeah, I started thinking about that, you know, and like, did I ever really process that? Because all of those things happened in my late teens, early 20s. So it was just like, wow, you know, like I've, I've dealt with it before, but I don't think I've ever really processed it or realized what, what it meant or should I had spoke out a little bit more? Should I have tried to sue them? You know, I don't, I don't really know. I just started thinking about things like that. Um, I've also been thinking about how all this stuff going on and how it impacts my kids, um, you know, firsthand, um, such as my daughter goes to a predominantly white school, um, out of the high school, I'm sure there's probably maybe like 10, 15 black kids and, um, just her. And I don't know what happens on social media or I know she does see some racist things or kids saying stuff. And I know that she's made the conscious decision that she would like to go to a more diverse school and be around more people of color. And I thought that that was so great that she made that decision. Um, you know, um, so we started looking at other schools or maybe a transfer for her. And um, that's just crazy, you know, and she's been asking me about like, you know, Black Lives Matter and that is it a bad thing if she supports that or whatever. And I've just been telling her, no, it's not a bad thing if you support it. If that's what you believe and you believe that Black Lives Matter, then you should say that. And if you have a white friend or anybody else that wants to make you feel guilty, then they shouldn't be your friend. Um, that's what I've been telling her. I was like, because at the end of the day, you are black. You are black. Your mama's black. Your daddy's black. We are black. And don't let nobody ever make you feel guilty for being that or being proud of it. Okay? Point blank, period. Or just thinking about my son, like, seeing, like, these videos. I've seen a few videos of women of how they feel like they have to coach their sons on how to act. Because when they go out into the world, because you never know what, and to me, it's just like, hmm, thinking about that. Of course, my little guy, he's only three years old, but still thinking about conversations that I may have to have with him one day, or just that fear and that anxiety about when he goes out into the world and how he's already considered a threat. He's been a threat before he was even thought of. He's been a threat since he was in a womb. 
Like, you know, like that shit's just really crazy. Um, thinking about what does this mean, you know, um, for the workplace. I saw like a post like, oh, what is your job done or or said to like speak up about everything that's happening in the world right now and um the company that I work for they um did first of all the um the CEO released a statement and basically was saying you know oh was you know he started off talking about you know it was disheartening. I swear that's like white people's favorite word about um, the tragic death of George Floyd and just talking about, you know, racism and all this stuff, how that would basically never be tolerated, um, you know, within our company. And um, then after that, he had um, some other spokesperson send out an email basically mimicking what he said, just different wording, and that they want everybody, all employees, to take a course on race, diversity, and inclusion. And then my direct supervisor's manager um, decides to say that when we have our weekly meetings, um, team meetings, that he's going to take 15 to 20 minutes each meeting for us to discuss what's going on in the world right now and our feelings. And I was just thinking. Sometimes it's like, okay, we want them to have a voice. We, as in black people, want, I guess, white people to sometimes speak up or at least express their feelings or how they feel because if they remain silent that leaves room for misinterpretation or assumptions or whatever but I don't know sometimes I just don't want to hear that hear anything that they have to say because at the end of the day they don't understand the conviction of black brothers and sisters they don't understand the oppression um it's not their son's fathers, uncles, brothers that don't make it home at night. There aren't videos of their men um, being slain by police. So it's just kind of like, I don't need it. I don't need, I don't feel that I need any empathy from them at all. Um, I don't think the black race needs their em empathy. Um, I know that a lot of white people have been out at the protests on behalf of us, and that's dope. I'm not going to frown upon anybody that's at least trying, but I feel like some of these big corporations, like, I just feel like they're doing it because they feel like they have to, but I don't think that it's genuine. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to speak or not during the meetings, and I'm probably thinking that maybe I probably shouldn't um, because I know that I'm definitely going to get triggered. Um, everything that has been happening has been making me feel a little bit triggered. I could give you another example where um, I was hanging out with my husband and his friends and one of my husband's friends is in an interracial relationship with the Caucasian woman. And... She's kind of feisty. She has a smart mouth. 
and sometimes she can be a little aggressive. Um, this is like my third time being around her, um, I believe over the weekend. And when she made like a smart ass comment towards my husband, or even when she like was getting all up in her guy's face who is black, I was triggered. I just was thinking to myself, you might want to sit the fuck down. I was thinking in my head, I was thinking some things like, do you not realize what's going on in the world right now? I understand that. I, I'm not a, a racist. I don't wake up every day thinking about what races I hate or whatever. I don't consider myself one. But do I prejudge a little bit? Absolutely. And okay, you're dating a black man. You get a pass. But it's just, I don't know, it was just weird watching her be feisty or talk to her man that way. And then I started looking at him different like, well, all that's going on in the world. You want her to talk to you like that? <laughs> And and then I got to think about that. Like, was I wrong for feeling that way or thinking those things in my head? Is that making me become racially charged? Am I only becoming racially charged because of everything that's um, going on in the world? Have I always been feeling like that about certain things? Maybe it's just, you know, um, uh, unconscious. Maybe it's just been suppressed. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just been a lot um have never really talked about you know race at this level ever um on my podcast um you know I think I have spoken about the police brutality and things like that before and how I felt but it, it's I, I, I don't know yeah you know there's a first time for everything but yeah I think I'm not gonna probably speak on things you know what's so funny? Just when I was getting ready to close out, and I'm so not editing this. My little guy just woke up, and I was trying to record before I started my shift for work in about um, eight minutes. But, yeah, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, if this, you know, episode, you know, has anybody thinking anything or if there's anything you want to discuss you want to piggyback off, you want to debate me, disagree with me, you think I shouldn't have said something offended, it's whatever. Like, I'm not going to be hiding out, you know. I'm definitely one of those people, you know, I said what I said, and it, you know, it is what it is. And um, I'll definitely be back next week, um, and I'm out.